All right, so the rise of Skywalker. That's that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, yeah, what did you think? So my gut reaction when the credits rolled was I liked it. Mm. Um, there was a lot of flaws for sure, mm. but overall I enjoyed it. I think a lot of that came down to having lowered my expectations a lot based on early press reviews and some of the other reviews that came out on YouTube. Mm. Um, so maybe that helped, but, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it overall. Mm. Yours? Um, it is very much the Taco Bell of Star Wars movies. Uh, I, I enjoy wow. it. I enjoyed it, but it, it was bad. <laughs> it, it was it was just not... It was, it was such a mess. Um, Three I, years ago, I would have contested that because I used to love Taco Bell. But you but know it's not good for you. Well, because we, we had it just this year after not eating it for about two years and we both wanted to die. Right. Now, so, to be fair, I'm, I'm not saying that The Rise of Skywalker gave me explosive diarrhea, but I, but I did die a little bit inside. Um, like, I, I, so, I did enjoy the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was good yeah. going down, but uh, it, it was just such a mess, and it was it was disappointing to see how you know, the lack of a singular vision can just derail a franchise. You know, I, I don't really... It's it's not the rise of Skywalker so much that causes this problem. I, I think, you know, a lot of the blame right. falls on... Well, you gotta, I gotta say, you know, uh, Lucasfilm deciding, let's do a franchise where there is no no one in charge and we just let people wing it and hope that... the th- you know, Let's make three movies at the same time and hopefully they sequence together well. I mean, that was that was dumb. Yeah. I have a hard time in my head thinking what they should have done. Like, cause even the original trilogy had different directors. Sure. But that still seemed to mesh a little bit better than what we got with the new trilogy. Well, from they, force awakens, the last Jedi to this. Sure. That's cause the original trilogy had like, it had a singular vision. I mean, like Kazan directed the second one, uh, empire. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's still it was still Lucas's baby. He just I mean, he had people that reined him in. Um, you don't want uh, you don't want it to just be one person doing it because uh, then you get the prequel trilogies where you know there's nobody there to stop him and be like, hey man, that idea sucks. <laughs> you know, everyone just says, yeah, that's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. People are not gonna be at all annoyed by this 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 idiot. You know, I'm sure people yeah. will love Jar Jar. Um, there needs to be a balance, you know. So, you know, the the original trilogy did it right, where there was a guy who, you know, he had his vision, but there were people to kind of rein him in. And then the prequel trilogy, it's like, all right, let's let's it's going to be only my vision, and no one can say otherwise. And then in the sequel trilogy, you know, it's uh, we'll have three different people write three different scripts at the same time and uh, hope they piece together. And they they didn't yeah. really. Um, I think it's uh, you know we're lucky that it was as good as it was. Um, because I think it would have been worse if they had kept Colin Trevorrow on board uh, for the Rise of Skywalker, um, and uh, you know at least JJ got to tie in some of his ideas from from the Force Awakens. Um, but so speaking of the Force Awakens, let's so with just the new trilogy. For those listening, you and I both loved the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I, I mean, I get that it was a remix of the original. Um, it's it's Star like, Wars. yeah, it's a polished version of A New Hope. It's not really 
groundbreaking, but right. you know they did it really well. Um, and they had some great new characters. I think that was one of the things we liked the most. Yeah, yeah. Um, Finn, Poe, uh, Ray. Sure, and the feel was right. Uh, you know, it felt right. like Star Wars. Felt right. great. Now, go moving on to the Last Jedi. You and I both did not hate it, like a lot of other people. It wasn't our favorite, but it did some interesting things. So. Given where we stand on those two, do you think that moving into the Rise of Skywalker after The Last Jedi, they should have not tried to retcon things? Yeah, I mean, yeah. without getting into spoiler territory. Sure, sure. Just so people know, Rise of Skywalker, if you haven't seen it yet, there are some things that happen that aren't really in line with what The Last Jedi set up. And for some, that might be a good thing, because yeah. they didn't like what happened in it. I do but. feel like it very much took a dump on The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, you know, for better or worse, yeah. it. I, I have a hard time um, deciding whether or not that was a good decision. Um, because, you know, I, I think Ryan Johnson is a good director. I mean, we just saw Knives Out. That was fantastic. I, yeah. I, don't, have, I don't have a single issue with that movie. Um, I really don't. And he made, you know, he crafted a very interesting movie in The Last Jedi. But I can't help but feel like it was a complete dick move what he did like yeah he didn't really leave i don't think he left much room um for the finale you know it, it you it, introduce no matter a new what villain and then just kill him and how do you expect the guy who comes next to come up with a compelling mo villain within you know one movie i i, I mean like you could argue that yeah. it was just left to be kylo but it I think people wanted more than that because he was essentially just another Darth Vader. Right. Um, but so it's, it's tricky to, yeah. to determine whether or not some of these retcons were a good idea. Um, That's what sucks too. Cause I think even if, even if you love, I, I knew a couple of people that did absolutely love the last Jedi, but even they, at the end of it, they said, you know, who knows where this franchise is going to go from here. It can literally go anywhere. And I think that's also the biggest problem is because if you had two more movies, maybe that would be okay. But with just one left to land the, you know, sure. stick the landing. Right. He, it didn't matter if it was JJ or whoever it was. They had to fit all of that, a new direction into the last, uh, the last movie in the trilogy. And I think maybe it could have helped if they had an extra half hour in the movie. I don't know, but... It seemed like anybody taking this on was doomed to, to rush things, which I think we can agree that was one of the biggest problems with The Rise of Skywalker is that it just feels rushed. Yeah, so let's talk about, like, um, without the other, talking about the other movies as much. Yeah. Just address this movie on its own merits. And uh, okay. I think the, the most obvious thing is the pacing. Well, that's what makes it feel mm -hmm. most like a mess to me. Um, it's just breakneck for the first hour. Um you know, they get away from some things that just, or they get into some things that just aren't really Star Warsy, for lack of a better, a better word. Um, you know, they they're hunting down these compasses, these Sith compasses, as we've never heard anything about before, um, and that already seems like a bit of a departure. It, it almost feels like fan fiction because none of the other Star Wars movies have a MacGuffin. You know, like all the Avengers movies do. All, all A ton of movies have something that, you know, everyone's chasing after. But that that's never actually been a thing in Star Wars. Um, so that was kind of odd. It it felt a little off. 
And because they had to rush through all those things and why you need it, you know, uh, you just don't have the, the space to breathe. And um, I thought that was a bit of a bit of an error. Um, pacing gets better towards the end, and that's where I start to enjoy it more. But you know, that's that's not great. And I think that if we want to talk about specifics, then we we get into spoiler, spoiler territory. territory. Yeah. Um, if we're okay with doing that, I think at this point, you know, we've said what we think of the movie. Uh, yeah. We could probably discuss the spoilers. So if you don't want to hear spoilers. You know, probably Leave tap now. out now. Yeah. Um, Come back after you've seen it. Yeah. Uh, my, I think my biggest issue is the pacing and the the lack of weight that important moments have because of that pacing. You know, it's it's yeah. a pretty big deal for Palpatine to be back. Um, I'm not clear on whether or not he he never died or if he's been resurrected. So, yeah. They don't bother to tell us either because they don't know or they don't think it's important, or they just didn't have the time to cover it. Um, either way, that's that's bad. But I mean, in the beginning of the movie, you know, you get the crawl, and it's just like, guess who's back, guys? Palpatine. Papa Palpy. The Senate has returned. <laughs> no explanation, and and it just hits with zero weight whatsoever. You know, there's no build up to it. There's no tension, and there's no you know, we barely get a reaction of people because they just have to immediately cut into the next scene and chase down this artifact. You know, that is that is really not great. Um, yeah. Even even though I I think I'm being a little easy on it. for I don't really know why, but I think I'm easy, easier on the movie. Yeah, maybe. But even me, even for me, when the crawl started, and I think the very first line was Palpatine's alive or whatever it said. In my head, I just went, oh, that's how they're doing it. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't know that any other way would have been better because if you saw any trailers you knew he was there but yeah it was just kind of like a shrug like oh yeah all right he's back yeah i think any other way would have been better uh, is is kind of what i'm getting at i mean yeah to just just throw it up on text that's i wonder if they should have just said something like a new evil has reached out from the reaches of space i, I don't know I, like they were going to reveal it a few minutes later but something you know i just yeah maybe I, that to have a little bit of a climax like just I just don't a little bit of tension. I don't I don't want to see the characters just find out because they're listening to the radio. You know, it's that should <laughs> <It's true. laughs> that's literally what happened. Like it should yeah, be a pretty big reveal. Broadcasting. Yeah. And and by the way, why was he doing that? I mean well, you know, you gotta announce your plan. Yeah, that, that's some, give him a chance. Some real that was he was straight up. shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's just, true. That was dumb. Yeah, that was just really dumb. dumb. Um I, I would have liked, you know, for them to slowly unveil it, you know, like they know that there's something happening. You know, Kylo was, was tracking the emperor. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I guess the emperor's plan was he needed people to, to find him, I guess. Cause he wanted, yes. he wanted Ray to come to him. Um, we'll get to that in a bit. Cause that didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense, but, uh, we're in spoiler territory, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So real quick, I like I don't, I do want to touch on things as we're talking about them, what good there was because sure. the beginning, I think the one constant that I've liked in the trilogy and the new trilogy is Adam Driver. 
Yeah, I, I know he great. was a little bit of a bitch boy in The Force Awakens. Yeah, and he has some uh, weird titties, but, but other than that. <laughs> that, that was, in, in The Force Awakens, he was whiny, but I think that was just part of him be, still being a boy. Sure. But Adam Driver, I think, has sold the character really well throughout all three. And I was actually a little disappointed that his opening montage of just murking those fools wasn't a little bit longer, because I always enjoy watching him fight. I think he has a real weight to his fighting style and just feels right. Like there's a level of ferocity there. Yeah. Yeah. And watching him do that weird, like almost like a moonwalk backwards with the force and then stabbing that guy. And then that was dope. Bop. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff was really cool. And then he just straight bodies some people. Right. I was, I was into that. So even though that stuff was rushed, I did enjoy that for, for showing his ferocity again. So counterpoint um, to that, I completely forgot about his little force moonwalk because there was just so much shit so fast yeah. that I, I I guess I couldn't really process it. I remember yeah. now that was a dope moment, but yeah. man, I wish they gave it time to breathe. Yeah. Um, um I, think so I, so, I mean, even right after that scene, it to, let's see, I think it was Finn and Poe in the Falcon and he had that, he, he did his sweet, I, I don't know. I don't know how you drift in spaceships but whatever like he did that in the last jedi and did it again in the falcon and the uh the light speed jumping in the falcon was pretty sick like i would i'd be down to see more of that in the future yeah that that was pretty cool i mean it they kind of broke their own and internal logic like they they kind of break their own internal logic when you know a big plot point of the last jedi one of the only plot points really because if you think about it not much happened in that movie um There was like a 45-minute car chase in space where lasers have range for some reason. And they they arc because I guess there's gravity in space that affects lasers or some dumb shit. Um, But the the only reason that happened was because, oh, wow, this huge capital ship, Snoke's, you know, manta ray ship, can track us through hyperspace. And it was this big deal because it's never been a thing in Star Wars before. And now, like, TIE fighters can do it. I get that it's been, you know, there's been a passage of time. It's unclear to me how much that's been long enough for Finn to grow some little tiny dreadlocks. Um, But I mean, Star Wars to me has never really had tech advancement. Right. That almost felt like, uh, and and maybe that was part of J.J. Abrams' Star Trek uh, showing, was able to track them through hyperspace. Um, because I remember in Star Trek there was one moment where they jumped to hyperspace, hyperspeed, and on uh, I think it was in the first Star Trek of JJ's, um, there's like a little blip on their monitor. Eric Bana yells, you know, go after them, so like it had a remnant of where they jumped and they could follow. But yeah, I'm but, not sure if that's what he was going for, but it did seem odd that they could. I I don't know. I just thought it was a continuation from the tech in the Last Jedi, true. but it was strange that. It uh, like that technology is propagated to Tie Fighters because like was like Star Wars is in this weird spot where like the Jedi have been around for thousands of years, and so we know that it's a very old civilization. The Galactic Republic in general was an old civilization, but like their technology has always like it seems like it's peaked. You know, it, they right. they don't really get better. Um, so I thought it was a little odd that uh, you know now there's almost like an arms race going on. Um, yeah, you know, you could light jump, but you know, so can we, and we can track you. And 
we don't need a big capital ship to do it anymore. No, we just Our need pathetic TIE little TIE fighters. Yeah, so that was it was cool, but I thought that was yeah. a little a little odd. It kind of it seemed like it broke their their own rules a little bit. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Then, uh, and I think the the thing that bugged me the most was everything around surrounding Palpatine was just n- nonsense. Like I don't understand his plan really. Um, let's let's talk about okay, like the timing. So the Death Star Death Star two blows up over Endor, and. If you watch the footage in, in the movie, uh, in, in Return of the Jedi, as, as we have many times, that bitch is gone. Like, the, the whole Death Star is gone. Like, it's cool that there's remnants of it on... I don't even remember the name of the planet there. There were quite a Endor. few planets there. No, Pasana, The one uh, where they... they were? Well, wasn't... I'm trying to remember. What was it called? The place oh, where they met Jaina. They um, were on Endor, I thought. I guess. Well... Was the forest moon called Endor, or was it yes. a forest moon of Endor? Oh crap! Yeah, I can't so, remember now. I don't remember, what, but they whatever that planet. But so, but they didn't go to that planet. They went to the planet that the forest moon was orbiting. That was okay. my understanding, and I think it was okay. called Pasana. But I'm maybe that was the no, that was the desert planet. I don't remember. There were a lot of planets, um, yeah. but whatever that planet was. So there's like a a, a huge amount of um, you know, Death Star wreckage, which a little bit contradicts what we saw in the last uh, in Return of the Jedi. You know, it seemed like it was completely obliterated. Um, so are we are we supposed to think that it wasn't completely destroyed and Palpatine just survived a massive fall and an explosion in a reactor followed by a massive explosion and then drifted through space without life support, landed in that very very you know turbulent ocean? And then somehow got out and built a cult of thousands of Sith followers that somehow made it to a planet that you needed to have a specific compass to get to that only two uh, examples of existed. It, it, I don't, I don't get any of that. That's a little weird. And then, um, and then there's this ancient Sith artifact, this dagger, which he, the shape of which lines up with the silhouette of the remnants of the Death Star, but only if you're standing in a specific place, which she happened to be standing in. That was really weird. What the hell was that? Like, how old is that dagger? Who made that That dagger? That was real convenient. Like, it would have had had to have come after... Like, somebody had to go to the planet, stand where she was, and then use her freaking protractor, whatever that was, and decide to make a map of it. Yeah, that was some weird shit. That that was some weird... That was... That was, like... Uh, what's it called? National Treasure. Um, doesn't make <laughs> a, little, a whole lot of sense. A little bit. You, you can kind of pass over it. I mean, but, you can because yeah, there's so weird. much, and you might just forget about yeah, it. Yeah, you might just miss it. But like, but the, I do. Uh, yeah, we, we were in the theater. And kind of just I let out a little groan. Raised, <laughs> you know, raised eyebrow. Yeah, I was like, that's awfully convenient. It's yeah. That was. It, it felt like it could have just been something like. Ray is okay, so we didn't talk about that yet, but Ray is a Palpatine, so she's a yeah. Sith descendant. So I felt like they could have just gone with the force she just knows was leading her to it. Yeah, I mean, like she's powerful enough as it is. Like, like 
It felt like they could have just done that instead. Just yeah, I mean, knows. It, it's a map to a thing that Palpatine had that he had in his throne room. Like, if you were looking for something Palpatine had, wouldn't you just check in his throne room? Go to the throne room, Like, yeah. do you really need a map? Um, yeah. That was oh, just just so much bizarre. awfully convenient stuff. Like, And again, some of it, is, it might not feel as convenient if it weren't so rushed. Like, they go out to the desert, and I think that planet was called Pasana. I'm, I'm fairly sure now, but I can't yeah. remember. And they're like, yeah, Luke was looking for this guy's uh, ship because he had a Sith artifact, or at least a clue to find it. Um, but Luke couldn't find it. Okay, well, how'd you find it? Yeah, we fell in some quicksand. And uh, <laughs> we found it immediately. We didn't really have to search. It was just uh, a couple feet in front of where we landed. You know, that was... Yeah. Man. Yeah. The more, the more <laughs> I look back at this, the more I realize just how much of a giant messy. mess of a movie that was you know enjoyable yeah. sure but like so so very messy um but you mentioned ray as a palpatine so let's talk about that what did you think about yeah. about that reveal the senate um <laughs> the senate does live so i mean do you enjoy the imagery of of yeah, don't say it don't say clapping it. cheeks clapping some cheeks with somebody <laughs> Yo, I mean, somebody said, I forgot who said it. Somebody said, like, maybe it happened before he got all, it had to have happened before he got all deformed, I think. Um, maybe not. But... I would think so. Maybe when he was a senator on Naboo. Because when he was a senator, he wasn't, like, I don't know, he was okay looking. <laughs> I mean, if you're into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, he didn't look like a freak. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, he um... wasn't brown bag level ugly. <laughs> He was he was fine. Yeah. So maybe he seduced somebody, or he used some powers that were some deemed unnatural to get somebody into bed with him. I mean, I he was, I guess, kind of charming. Who knows? Right? Like he was charismatic. Well, I mean, it just yeah. So okay. So to answer your question, I don't have a problem with him having a daughter or having a child son, at all. Yeah, it seems. Son. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I don't have a problem with him having posterity. That seems. I feel like that's something he would do to like, I don't know if that's, if we're assuming that genetics has such a huge part in force sensitives, apparently then it, it does, seems, yeah. which it does. It seems likely that he would want to try to pass that on. Well, I, um, I, even outside of like star Wars lore, I, I think it just, there's like <laughs> arrogance plays a factor, maybe vanity. Like my primary motivation right. for having kids isn't that I want kids. It's that I think I personally am great and I want myself to continue and the closest thing I can have to another me would be a child, you know. So not Star Wars, <laughs> not how great you are. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that's just I know. outside of Star Wars, just if, if yeah. just if you like yourself and you want yourself to continue, you know, sure. you, you would want kids. Right. And he's a so, megalomaniac who wants like, you know, I would assume a thousand years of Sith rule. Yeah. So, so he's gonna do he's gonna he Yeah. He's going to want some posterity. As for it being Ray, um, I mean, I'll say it's not what I expected. I mean, maybe I maybe I should have since the reveal of Palpatine was so sudden. It's like it had to have some other connection to this to the story. But I mean, you and I talked a ton after the about uh, who her parents were. And I guess this also ties into... I know we said we were going to stop talking about the other movies, but The Last Jedi, 
uh, obviously said, doesn't matter who your parents were, they were nobody. Um, I didn't hate that. But did I didn't you believe it? it? You know, not really, to be honest. So, no, I didn't either. So having her parents be somebody that we're connected to, I didn't mind it. I, I don't think I... I don't know. I think I was okay with it. I think that I just didn't like the reveal. Sure, that might be part of it, too. Because when they said it... Who who said it? Was it uh, Ben? Yeah, Ben told her. Yeah. When Ben told her... Casually. I did. Yeah, I kind of had a casual, oh, face. Like, okay. I guess that's where we're going. It surprised me, so they accomplished that. Um, oh. But yeah, the reveal was... It fell a little flat. Yeah. And I think, again, that's like the, the rush nature of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I would have... I wish they had they had Ray dealing with it throughout the movie. Like, the idea of who her parents were. I wish that was something that was a little more constantly on her mind. You know, uh, like, more of a motivator. Because it, it, was, it was a strong motivator for her in The Last Jedi. And then she just kind of gave up in the pursuit of that knowledge. And then in this movie, she's not even really thinking about it. And they just, like, slap it on her. Um, well, I mean, I, I think I agree to an extent, but... The first bit, until she finds out, there were, there was quite a bit that was triggering memories. I, again, it was all rushed, but That's... I think they did build it up a little bit. Like, hey, by the way, forget what you heard in The Last Jedi. We're going to reveal something. So I think for the first hour, hour and a half, when it was eventually revealed, I was waiting. Sure. So on that topic, how much of a dick punch do you think that was to Ryan Johnson? Like... <laughs> is I that, think that, is that it, disrespectful a little bit? I think so. I think uh, I think they punched him in the dick and at least one ball. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the remaining ball, I think he they clearly like some things that he did. Sure, uh, like the the force connection between uh, Ray and Ben, which we yeah, can the, talk about that again. But <laughs> yeah, cause we got a lot to say. So about I that think one. I think I think he left some things over. Clearly, Ryan Johnson had established. But other than that, yeah, they uh, that was a solid uh, nut punch there. Yeah, it, it did feel like the first hour of that movie was like, hey, we know you guys didn't like The Last Jedi, so don't worry. None of that shit matters anymore. Yeah. For the most part. They kept something. I blame, I blame Disney. Like, in my head, this whole, if people are going to call this trilogy a failure, I do blame uh, yeah, I, I tend I tend to agree. I mean, it got off to a great start. And then, okay, I, I've said this before, but The Last Jedi, to me, it's not it's not a bad movie. But, no. like, Danny Elfman is a great composer. Like, I, I, I Nightmare Before Christmas is one of my favorite movies, and a lot of that comes down to the soundtrack. You know, it's yeah. whimsical and it's quirky. It's interesting. But if you threw that in the middle of, like, Lord of the Rings, you know, at the very end... Uh, it would raise some questions and it would kind of torpedo that movie. And that's, that's what I think about like the last Jedi It is it's good on its own, but it torpedoes the franchise. Yeah. Like they, they had, there were so many instances in the rise of Skywalker where they had to just be like, all right, we have to explain that bullshit. Ryan did, you know, they're like, Oh, there's, there's this, uh, radio tower on, what is it? Uh, Exegol. Yeah. There's this radio tower on Exegol. That they need to navigate. And by the way, the navigation thing, it's like, well, where are they navigating? Directly up in one straight line. Like, that was weird that they need... 
I mean, I get that there was supposedly, uh, this is off track, but I get that there's like all this interference and the instruments don't work, but then they shit all over that when they have like a 2000 ship space battle at that altitude and no one else seems to have problems with navigation. It's just like just the Star Destroyers for some reason. Whatever. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> that was just, just yeah. a side note. That didn't make any sense. But um, what was my original point there? I actually forgot. <laughs> uh, there was just so much in that movie that I, I started forgetting. Okay, hold on. We're talking about Ryan Johnson. Right. He's getting dick-punched. Torpedo the movie. He spent a franchise. lot of time. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, they're, they're trying to, like, explain these weird things Ryan Johnson did. Like, yeah. They're like, okay, so there's oh, a satellite tower. tower. Yeah, yeah. Ra- radio tower, whatever. It's their signal. That's how they navigate. We got to get rid of it. So we're going to we're gonna attack the Star Destroyers in the air, and then we're going to you know, insert a ground team, which, by the way, made no sense. Just use your bombs and shoot the tower. I don't know why you need a ground team. Again, whatever. And, cool. uh, and then someone's like, why don't we do the Holdo maneuver? And then they have to come up with a reason for they that. They say, that was one in a million. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, so that's we're establishing that that isn't regular. That was bullcrap. Like, we have to establish that that's not a regular thing that people can do. Because if you do that, then it just kind of breaks, it just breaks Star Wars. You know, like, oh, they have a yeah. Death Star. Well, cool. Whatever, let's just... Let's just- Commit yeah. Sudoku on it. Just send one. Well, you know, that's, that's the other thing. You don't even have to do that. And this was one of the beefs I had with the Last Jedi. Was like those ships have autopilot. You know, apparently like, not. I mean, but don't they? <laughs> it's just <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's something that happens in the Last Jedi as well, where they say, you know, I've got to stay behind and pilot the ship. Do you though? Yeah. I know, and you're just like, why? <laughs> because the plot no. demands it. Because we're not going to use this lady in the next movie. <laughs> That said, she wasn't planning on doing that. So that was, that's not something I, we presume that they could put into the autopilot. That you could yeah. point in the direction and initiate. I guess. Which I think you could do. But in that instance in The Last Shadow, the reason it was she wasn't expecting. I, I guess. It's, uh, it was odd to me. I mean, how many times in the original trilogy were they like all chilling out talking while Chewie plays Claymation 3D chess with somebody and then Han has to like yeah. get up and run to the cockpit because something went wrong? Like, yeah, I think it was fairly firmly established that there was some level of autopilot, uh, but whatever. So, yeah. anyway. so they, they have to establish that, no, we can't do that again, because if they could do it again, if it was a repeatable thing. As soon as that happened in The Last Jedi, you're like, oh, that's awesome. Why didn't they do that to the Death Star? Why did you need a Death Star? It sounds like all you need is a couple of ships, and you can just wipe out a planet anyways. Like, yeah. it it just kind of breaks everything that's presented in pretty much all the movies. Uh, so they have to, like, explain that away. And the explanation isn't particularly satisfactory, but it's basically... it almost like It almost breaks the fourth wall, you know? Because like they expect yeah. that the audience is going to remember the light speed kamikaze, and we do. It was, and it looked great. It was a, it was a powerful yeah. moment, you know. Um, Freaking sick. Like I kind of wish they hadn't done it, but it was cool looking. Um, so it's almost breaking the fourth wall. Like JJ's even if like, it breaks, I, off track. But even if it does break it, I don't regret them doing it. I, I love that scene. But it, that's yeah, beside. I mean, it's awesome. It looked dope. That was maybe my favorite moment in that movie. And then as soon as I got out of the theater, you're just like, oh, why didn't you just do that shit to Death Star? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it kind of felt like they were breaking the fourth wall. Like, JJ's like, hey, you know that thing that kind of ruins all, you know, military tactics in in this franchise? We're just going to go ahead and tell you that that can't be done. It's like, and and why why can't it be done? 
don't worry about it. It, it just, just only worked that one time. I mean, that was that was almost that was almost literally the dialogue. It's like, yeah, we could only do that once. Yeah. Why? Moving on. Because. <laughs> just just I'm gonna see here. Yeah, it was some that was weird. Yeah, but then, and then they present us with the actual plan, which again makes no sense. You know, we're we're not gonna shoot it. We're gonna send people in with guns, and they're going to shoot it. I don't know. And and then they did it with like space horses for some reason. Yeah, needed needed some spectacle. That was cool. I think I think they said something. Forgot what it was though, because again, rush. But I thought I remember them saying why they were that, but now it escapes me. I mean, when they got there, the the legions of Sith troopers that existed for some reason. Uh, we're like, hey, let's jam their speeders, and they're like, oh, we can't. Why? They're not on speeders, and I, I guess that the resistance predicted that that was going to be the case, and so that's why they brought horses. I, I don't know. But even then, it seems like a weird plan. Like, what are you gonna do? Well, we're gonna land on top of star destroyers. Oh, we should bring horses for that. I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. So so much of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I want to. I want to see that part again. I think there was something there, but I maybe, can't remember. Uh, maybe, yeah, that's, you know, down yeah. to pacing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which was okay, so abysmal. The the nut that survived the Force Connection. Yeah. The the dyad, they called it. Oh, well, okay. So be- before we get the dyad, just, I, I think, aside from the light speed suicide being really dope scene in general, hmm. The element that I liked a lot in Jedi was the connection between Rey and Kylo Ren. And I did like sure. that they kept it. Um, D- did you? I liked the mystery of it. Like we didn't, Well, we didn't know why they could do that. We'd never seen that before. Right. You know, and it's like, is Snoke pulling the strings? Is this somehow related to, like, Luke's force projection power? Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it kind of. I like the idea of the force being a somewhat mysterious thing that you have to like unlock. Um, it's yeah. a little surreal. It's a little supernatural, mm-hmm. and that was cool. And uh, so I like that they kept it, but I'm also disappointed that they gave it an explanation, and the explanation was a word and like half a sentence casually thrown down by Palpatine with no other context. And like, oh, you guys are a force diet. Haven't seen one of those in a while. And I'm in the audience thinking, I haven't seen one of those in ever. What is that? Yeah. You know, what is the significance of this word that you just made up? Um, yeah. It's like, it's like bait for future comics or, comics know, or books that I'll never read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was, there was that. That was, well, that was weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they went and explained it or tried to as much as say any Chlorians. Like I'm with you leaving the force mystical, not trying to explain it. Uh, is a good thing, um, but I don't. I don't know if the dyad is like. I feel like that still has some mystery to it. Like dyad just means you guys have a special connection, and you just kind of feed off each other. I I don't, I don't think that I don't know if that's fully explaining it. That's just giving kind of a nibble. I guess I I think it's just like the casual delivery of it where they just kind of throw right, it out that, there. Right. That, that's still that part is still like most people are going to hear dyad and be like. If you're okay. gonna if you're gonna tell us what Bless it you. is and it was previously a mystery, then I want to see the characters unravel the mystery. 
I don't sure. want someone to just blurt out the answer. Um, yeah. And that's, that's what's, I, I don't put it in the same category as midichlorians. The problem with midichlorians no, 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 is that like, you're talking about like a quantifiable, measurable yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then it's, it's like actual sci-fi and not space fantasy. Yeah. You know, um, and that was a big misstep and I'm glad that they've like never mentioned it again. Um, Me too. Whereas the dyad is like, it's not really sci-fi. They don't, you know, they're not like, yeah, you guys share uh, quantumly entangled things in your blood <laughs> that make you uh, right, pair. Right. You know, it's nothing like that. It's still somewhat mystical, very mystical, but I wanted them to unravel the mystery, maybe even yeah. together because their their weird relationship is like the core of these new movies, I think. But instead, yeah. Palpatine is just like, oh, hey, I know exactly what you guys are. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess, whatever. Well, Okay, so speaking of the connection throughout the movie up until the dyad part, um, how did you feel about um, the ability to have objects move between the two of them while they were force-connected? Uh, very cool. I thought that was very interesting. Okay. I thought uh, as a plot device, uh, that's how he knew where she was. You know, that was a really right. cool moment. Um, okay. It, it looks cool. It doesn't... It doesn't really make sense, but I like that that plays into the, you know, mysticism that we are talking about, you know? Yeah, I think I'm in the same... I think some people... I feel like some people might be weirded out by that, and they're going to say, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, none of this makes sense. That's okay. They're, they're using yeah. swords that are made of lasers. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but as a as something in the movie, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, seeing... So, let's see, they had a couple scenes. There was... The necklace, which obviously that's how mm -hmm. he knew where she was, mm -hmm. and then the fight inside of his quarters slash out, out on like Kajima or out whatever. On, yeah, yeah, out on the snow. Right. That scene was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and then again, that told him where she was, with the Vader's mask. Sure. And then I'll, I'll be completely honest. I freaking loved it when she put the lightsaber behind. Her back yeah. See he. That part, I was smiling. For, I was that. That felt kind of like the joy I felt for the the, the throne room fight in mm -hmm. the last year. Sure, sure. I was smiling. I was like that was sick. I really enjoyed it. I agree with you, and I appreciate that. That's actually something that they carried over from the last Jedi as well, because in the last Jedi they had kind of hinted towards that. Like, didn't Kylo get like some mist on his face or or like rain from? Yeah. When he, so. Yeah. There was one time where they were connected, and she was out by the Falcon or something after they were done. Which is fate. Mm -hmm. So I was talking with another friend who wasn't fully on board. Like, it wasn't a huge complaint. It kind of came out of nowhere. I said, well... It didn't. Not though. completely. Yeah. Like, it was a different degree of the Force connection, but they had set it up a little. So I, I, I like that JJ kept that. So... Yeah, that was, that was that was pretty cool, and then it gives a, you know it gives a chance for her to hand off his grandfather's lightsaber to him. That's true. I didn't think about it that way, but that's, um, you know, that's it's like dope. he was embracing himself as a Skywalker. Um, you know, that's the yeah. that that was that was pretty cool. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Um, now, unfortunately, hold on. Did you like the shrug? His little Han Solo shrug when they're looking at him. He gets a lightsaber, and the Knights of Ren are looking at him, and he just he he does his little smirk and a shrug, yes. and it's like the same shrug that uh, he did like yeah. in Endor when uh, 
what they, yeah, I know what they, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like outside the gates or the the. He's got that little look on his face. Yeah, he's just like, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Deal with it. <laughs> Is that, um, that's when the that's when the stormtrooper and then a bunch of people like surprise and then yeah everyone's pointing lasers at the stormtroopers he just has that look like well guess you're after yeah yeah just that little, little yeah. smirk yeah I, I like that getting you know it's it's like him becoming himself instead of Snoke or Palpatine's puppet and by the way yeah. what the hell was Snoke this is this is one of the things that bugs me the most because it, it goes back to like I don't even know if I want to touch it. <laughs> I do. I I want to. I want to touch Snoke. Giggity. Yeah. Um, he paid double for that kind of action. Well, he's got that extra hole in his face, you know. So gross. <laughs> well, that was the worst thing. Uh, Moving on. So uh, was he a a clone of like a failed I think clone it was... of Palpatine? Uh, was he ever when a, you say of you mean failed by like a like Palpatine was cloning okay, obviously it by Palpatine or, or do you are you asking if it, if that Snoke was supposed to be Palpatine failed? was like was so. was Palpatine trying to make himself a new body um unclear but I thought in my head I saw it as he was using a puppet to keep himself in the darkness and Snoke was that puppet so that that raises the question of like why would he do that? And I guess so that he can like sure. he can buy some time to build this massive fleet. Um and by the way, why did you need Star Killer Base if you had a fleet of <laughs> yeah. star destroyers that have planet killing? That all power? have a planet killer. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. seemed like a pretty big waste of resources. I guess you could say like there was some autonomy and the first order was um you know, kind of operating on their own when they made that, and they didn't fully know that the First Order was the first phase of a plan for a new Sith Empire. Yeah. Because it seems like only, uh, was it Allegiant General Pride knew of that? Hux seemed to be in the dark. Sidetrack. That guy was way more, that guy was way better than Hux. Well, I Hux, wish he was in it more. Yeah, Hux, Hux was, was a little just, bitch. Hux, yeah. He got pushed around all the time. He didn't really do that much. And then that might have been another kick to the nuts. Which was just, yeah, see you later, Hux. But I maybe not, because JJ would do some in the first place. But that guy, what was his name? What did you just call him? Which one? The, the little bit? The, no, the new guy. Allegiant General Pride. Allegiant General. Okay, that's weird. But, By the way, when he, his, his, <laughs> he got blasted out the, uh, the bridge oh, yeah. oh my god the way his like neck snapped back and everything <laughs> Dude, oh, I, actually was... let out a, I let out a laugh i did too like that that I the thought theater it was, was pretty be... happy about that <laughs> i thought the fire was just gonna engulf him no that was it. Like, no, no. <laughs> it blew him out the window that was yeah. that was fantastic i i really enjoyed that yeah, um, he got double stuffed <laughs> that was that was pretty great yeah i mean that was pretty JJ introduced Hux, but like Hux wasn't quite the sniveling little bitch that he was in Force Awakens. Until the Last Jedi, right? Like in the Last Jedi, he he got prank called. Like yeah, that was like the first time we saw him. Is like he fell for a prank call. Like what a doofus, you know? Yeah. Um, now that's partly the Last Jedi. So right. While we're on that note of of humor and comedy, I think the Last Jedi had a lot that resonate with people. Like that one, for instance, I thought was very uncharacteristic. Poe, actually, yeah, not for not for Hux, who was right. supposed to look 
it, mean and menacing. Kind of ruined him, and I think that's why yeah, JJ it, killed him like that. Yeah, because because I thought that was fine for. Sure. Yeah. Pose pose an asshole. Yeah, and in the Force Awakens, immediately he, when he's presented by Ben, I talk first. You talk first. I talk you first. Yeah. <laughs> How do we? Yeah, do? that was great. It's hard with the mask. So like that seemed like. Um, sure. But there was still a lot in the Last Jedi that kind of felt they were trying to do Marvel quipping and not yeah, like the work. good Marvel quipping. The stuff like in Age of Ultron where it's just way too much. Yeah. Uh, the humor didn't here, land as much, but this time, yeah. Here, though, I thought it did They did pretty well. Um, yeah, 3PO was uh, great. Yeah, I don't think 3PO has ever been a favorite. He's just iconic. Always just kind of been there. Yeah. But here, he was actually pretty funny. I was like, okay, I'm glad I, I, the one. I, uh, My sides, when they're like, yeah, we're here with Babu Freck, and he's like, one of my oldest friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was pretty hysterical. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a good time. Or when they fell into quicksand. I'm right. all right. Or you didn't ask me, but I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. That was good. The only place it exists now is in my memory bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, was funny. funny. I also was I also enjoy that he got his memory wiped again. Like, that's his whole deal. 3PO is a droid who just gets his memory wiped <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, overall, I, I think the comedy landed a lot better in this one. Right. I particularly liked at the end when... Uh, Everyone's celebrating and Poe's looking at that yes. newcomer, and he's just like, "Hey, you want to you want to go over there?" And she smash? she's like, "No," and he's like, "Oh, okay, 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 okay. My bad, my bad." He just yep. like a respectful, I understand, and I'm out. That was yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty great. That was some closing the blast doors right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got wrecked. So I, yeah, the comedy was comedy was good. I think uh, I can't remember everything they said. There was a lot of banter between Finn. Poe and Ray at times. I, I, I enjoyed I thoroughly I thought it was maybe a little too hostile, but I at times, but I, I get it. It was stressful. Yeah, I didn't I didn't but, have a problem even, with it. Yeah, even though they were hostile in the territory I'm trying to think of I think Arrow does that, like stupid CW shows where they get into a much for and then uh... it causes conflict for the rest of the movie. Yeah. They, they kind of got over it pretty quickly. Or said, "Sorry." Yeah, I mean, if, if you're getting compared to a CW show, that's when you know that you're well, you're just, messing up. They're because... the they're the worst at it. I'm not comparing. Okay, that just came to mind. Okay, um, I'd have to take your word for it. I I tend to watch good TV, so I I don't know. Oh, I, I love bad like. TV. I don't know what you're. <laughs> um, what you, okay? So, what do you think of the action overall? Then, like, I I personally think it was a bit of a step down from. The previous two. Um, like it was anything as cool as the throne room fight in the Last Jedi? Probably not. Um, but other than that, other than that scene in the Last Jedi, what else was there? Well, the lights become a Kamikaze. That's definitely an action sequence. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, because like, if you're talking about, so like, in terms of space battles, nothing really matched the spectacle of that. And then, in terms of lightsaber fights, I know that's not technically a lightsaber fight because the other guys I... didn't have lightsabers. Yeah, but... no. So I would say that, uh, like, like we talked about before, at the beginning, I thought had some pretty action sequences, even if they were short and or broke some of the rules. The lightspeed sure. jumping in the Falcon. 
Kylo Ren bodying fools. Um, yeah. That was memorable. Um, I think when Ben and Ray were fighting, they had two fights to, uh, against each other. One yeah. in one in his quarters, and then again on whatever planet that was on the wreckage. I I enjoyed those. I thought they were well done. Um, I, I enjoyed them. I just I think that they were lesser than what we've seen in the previous two. Yeah. And and uh, this brings me to, to the next point, which is, how do we feel about Ray being OP as hell? Because her yeah. stopping a transport ship from taking off was so. I didn't care in the Force Awakens, and, and I think we talked about this years ago. Mm. That was one of the biggest things that people Force Awakens is why is this so OP. And I get that; it's totally a valid. Complaint. Personally, I just didn't care. Um. And so I checked out of that a long time. I, at this point, I, I was expecting her to be OP, and I don't know. I guess it just didn't bother me. It probably should, but I don't know. I guess it doesn't. It felt a little cheesy to me. Like it's because yeah. like what you're you're getting that? like you're getting. It's almost like some Dragon Ball Z shit, where like the two people are shooting each other with beams, and they're trying to see whose beam overpowers the other one. And it's like, well, I'm going to try to grab it and bring it down. And the other guy's, well, I'm going to try to push it away. And it's like, we're at a stalemate in terms of our power level. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, I can see that. It's specifically the uh, the transport ship. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I could agree with that, yeah. I thought that was a little, you know, cheesy. A little um, lame. But, I mean, I establishing that their power is insane and it's because they're unique and they're, they're this forced dyad, it's kind of cool, but in the larger sense of... Star Wars, I feel like that really undercuts the whole chosen one thing, because it's like, oh, this guy's a chosen one. What does that mean? He's great at doing backflips, you know, and he swings his lightsaber really fast. It's like, oh, so the chosen one is, like, kind of cool, but if you're a dyad, you can, like, bring down ships with your with your force power? That's kind of big. And then, and then a step above that is like, oh, yeah, you remember how I used to, like, shoot sparkles out of my fingers? Now I can create giant lightning storms that, like, completely destroy your fleet. Not yeah. Palpatine, by the way. Like, he was yeah. also OP. Um, around that point, I started thinking, like, you know, like, yeah, but... the Force Unleashed? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was thinking about it's that. It's like that territory because, you know, like, yep, here's a guy who brings down a ship with the Force, and this guy does lightning so powerful that he doesn't really need a fleet. Um... <laughs> We've touched on this, but, man, Palpatine, if he ever came back, which I'm not going to throw it throw that out of the realm of possibility yeah, dude needs might. to stop using force lightning it yeah it never works he always just that blasts himself has straight blasted himself twice now he turned yeah. himself into an and then he killed himself with it. yeah yeah like at what point do you just think maybe i should stop doing this yeah like i don't even mean before he starts doing it like yeah just because something didn't work before it doesn't mean it's not going to work in the future you know like Different situations can be different, but if while doing it you start noticing that your face is melting off, maybe pump the brakes so, a little bit there, guy. Honestly, not to try to explain it away, but I thought in my head I just see it as like he's when it's pushing back on him, it like tenses all muscles, can't stop. M- maybe, maybe, but it's like, dude, you got like a feedback loop. Yeah, I guess, but. 
It still comes off as it a little It still sucks. Bit. Okay, okay. Oh, that brings me to one of my biggest complaints in the movie. All right. So, Go for it. Palpy's plan at some point was to get Kylo Ren there, I guess. But, like, maybe that was a diversion and his actual plan was to get Rey there because if Rey kills him, then he inhabits her. And so to stop Palpy from making her kill him so that he'll inhabit her, she kills him. What the hell? I don't understand the logic at all. Like, his plan, his path to victory is if she kills him. And she wins by killing him? So, yeah, it's a little fuzzy, but... It's a lot of fuzzy. It's a lot of fuzzy. But, so I thought that, I mean, and this, this also comes... They didn't really try to explain what his plan was it was pretty it was very vague yeah. but it sounded like he needed her to strike him down with the lightsaber that was a ritual we'd have n- they've never introduced yeah, these rituals maybe. so that's just speculation yeah. I, I guess it could it but could i be thought that. i thought that maybe he was he was trying to get himself off t- because <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> Still a child. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. Uh, he was trying to get himself killed um, because maybe he was growing weaker by the day, and he wanted to inhabit her instead. But then he found them both and was like, "Oh wait, actually live on your dyad connection." And so he's like, never mind. Live. Yeah, like she was the backup plan. Like, if he couldn't be alive, the next best thing would be to live Kill on Kill them both. Get... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as he was like, oh, wait, I could actually keep living I can myself. Live. Yeah, well, you guys can get bent. <laughs> yeah. So, what so do you think I, about... I think that's... But, yeah, go ahead. What do you think about the idea that the rule of two is a little bit different now? The Sith rule of two? Like... Um, so, the rule of two was, you know, you have the master and you have the no, apprentice, I, right? Right. So now, uh, one of the discussions that I've seen popping up, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, is that um, there's only really one. Like, the rule of two was started by Darth Bane, and then he had an apprentice, and it goes down and down and down. Do you think that there's some plausibility or likelihood that um, Darth Bane had an apprentice knowing that that apprentice would kill him? And then that apprentice had an apprentice knowing that apprentice, you know, every, every single guy has an apprentice and like, you'd have to be dumb to not think that your apprentice is going to kill you if you're a Sith, because it always goes down that way. It always happens. Do you think that that's part of the plan that it's part of this ritual where your apprentice kills you and then you possess them? Almost like a rite of passage. And then like, like, it's not really a bad thing for them to kill you because the reality is if they kill you, they become you. And, and Palpatine Sith, understood that. Right. And so, like, maybe Palpatine was Plagueis, who was the guy before him, before him all the way back to Bane. Like, maybe it's only right. ever really been one Sith in a bunch Just of different Just living bodies. on and on and on. Because he says, like, I mean, you know, all the Sith are within me. Right. I, I mean, I think it's possible. I'm, it's, it's a little tinfoily, but well, uh, so kind of checks out. And he, so this is interesting to me. So... Before Ray actually kills him, this is my favorite moment of the movie. Actually, like when uh, when she's like getting back up to fight him, 
and then mm-hmm. we hear uh, you know Obi Wan again, Everybody. and then Anakin, and then like people from the Clone Wars like Ahsoka, yeah, and, and uh, Luminara. That was dope, and I may have shed a couple of man tears. And that was my that was the highlight of the movie for me. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think part of like I think there's a lot of catharsis in there for her as a character, but then like behind the scenes, like hearing Hayden Christensen as Anakin made me very happy because like, yeah. I feel like that guy got such a raw deal being oh in those movies. Yeah. He's, he's not even a bad actor. He just got not. terrible dialogue it's and it just, just completely derailed his life. Yeah. Nobody can make those George Lucas's scripts sound good. Yeah. Even Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman is a fantastic, fantastic actor. She's like, she uh, looked uh, like a I'm okay. Lister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh man, I've been talking to people. Attack of the, I can't think of any good scenes in that. That's one of my favorites. She, she falls out of the dropship. Ah, ah, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> just the dumbest thing. So bad. Yeah. So like hearing hearing all those voices to me was fantastic. And and they're like, uh, yeah, we're I, I all in you. And that can kind of explain her her power. You know, Powers. Luke is like a thousand generations of Jedi live in you. So. I think that maybe yeah. there's like I, in my head canon, I think that she killed him and did possess all of his spirits. Like all of the spirits of the Sith did go into her because at the end of the movie, <laughs> she buries the lightsabers and then has her new one, which is a What's yellow blade. One? And Dope. the yellow blade has always been like a gray jet. I think like they're not light side. Yeah. They're not dark side. It's somewhere in between. Neutral. And it could be like, now there finally is balance to the force because, because it's, it's not yeah. it's not binary it's not you know black or white it's just gray it's both it um, is yeah i mean we we've, we've talked before about like in the prequels the jedi kind of were wrong like they were always talking about balance in the force and it's like they just grossly misunderstood what it yeah like there's like thousands of you and, and none yeah, they they weren't even aware of it. That's true. There were only two, and they're like, "Well, we need to balance this shit." I'm like, "Why would you want that? The scales are tipping yeah. your favor, dumbasses." They they did the math, but boy, they are bad at it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that never made any sense. And then you know when we talked about like uh, Vader, Vader was supposed to bring balance to the Force, and the idea that he killed the Emperor was like, "Oh, it's his redemption," and now there's balance in the Force. And you're like, "Well, okay, but still no, because yeah. now we have the Jedi who's going to rebuild the Jedi Order." And now we have no Sith, except that we find out that we do for some reason. Still, who knows why? Right. Um, so then, you know, um, I'm just, let me let me just kind of talk this out because I'm, I'm trying to think about it. But like Vader, maybe Vader does bring balance to the Force uh, because he ends up getting uh, he, because of him. Ben Solo was a thing, and um, because of Palpatine, Ray was a thing. I'm trying to think of a way for this to make sense. Um, you might hurt yourself thinking. Yeah, I mean, Ray needed Ben's help. She needed all the Jedi to be with her. I guess she also needed Luke's help, which, you know, came from Vader. I mean, I guess, like, ultimately, this is the closest we've ever got to there being balance. Balance. Like, just one gray Jedi. You know? Um, yeah. And that's only possible with... Palpatine's line and with Vader's line like you needed Luke and Leia and Ben in order for her to get to where she got yeah you know like I guess she was the destiny of Palpatine if you think about it 
Like, if mm-hmm. you didn't have Vader and you didn't have Luke and you didn't have Leia, you would have had Palpatine's line rule the galaxy and it would have been the inversion of the Old Republic, where it's a Sith Empire and it's all Sith, no Jedi. But by Vader's line being thrown into the picture, he changes the course of Palpatine's line and the two blend together to create the Grey Jedi, which is the balance in the Force. Yeah. And I think I'd ha- I have to yeah. imagine that the, the yellow lightsaber was a deliberate choice, right? I think so. And so then I then I think, okay, maybe you didn't do a great job of explaining it, but like you've left enough information for us to be like, we finally have balance and it wouldn't have existed without Vader. Um, so that's cool. I, yeah. liked, I like that. I dig it. Dig it. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the end as well, uh, on that same note, what'd you think of the kiss? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was bad. I mean, there's, so, there's been tension building up for a while. So, I mean, I don't really have a problem with yeah. it. I mean, that's where I stood. And I was, I was waiting for it to happen. I didn't hear any spoilers about it, but uh, I mean, she saw him half naked and the felt like it was on its way. Um, yeah, but the, my, <laughs> so Jenna and Symbria, they both were like writhing in their seats. They were not a fan and kind of had this look on their face. Like, where did this come from? I feel like it, I, I, I definitely don't. Yeah. I definitely don't think it's going to be something everybody loves, but I feel like definitely had build up. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, there's some sexual tension. Yeah. They were really waiting to cross swords. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, that didn't really work, but you can. You it didn't really I mean. work. It's, I mean, yeah, she'll have one, but you know, it's. <laughs> they, we got. I I know yeah, where you were going with it. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't think it was weird. I mean, they obviously cared a lot about each other, and they shared a deep bond. And yeah, I. Regardless of how, I, I, I mean, some people screw this, but. Um, Ray and Ben had. I think they had really good character. Yeah. I mean, that they're what makes the the trilogy. Yeah, because the I, story kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> like, if I'm being honest, the, yeah, the, yeah, the story of the prequel trilogy is kind of dog shit. Um, prequel or this I'm sorry, trilogy? I'm, I'm, well, <laughs> actually, no. I <laughs> I would say sequel trilogy. I actually think the prequel trilogy has a very good story that was just told in the worst possible way. Yes. I mean, man, the emperor was just kind of a sideshow in the original trilogy. Like, he was the big bad, but they didn't really tell us much about him. Um, and then they're like, hey, here's this incredible plan that took him decades to carry out and all the ways that he manipulated people into giving him power. He's engineered a civil war, built two different armies, all of this so that he could, you know, take down a thousand-year-old enemy of his order. That's awesome. Uh, and then Yeah, I don't mind the story there. I just hate how... Right. Speaking of, I do think it was rushed in the Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I think that it just—it's just the way they told it. I mean, like that story, like you hear that as a synopsis, you're like, okay, that's dope, and you start reading that book. It's like chapter one. Let's discuss tariffs and trade negotiations <laughs> on a planet you've never heard about with some fish people that have a very Chinese-like accent, and you're like, well, <laughs> that was not where I thought that would go. Yeah, you know, that's that was yeah. 
very odd. Um, but the story itself, I think, so, could have actually been dope. The, the sequels, though, I mean, what a dumb story. It doesn't, like, I don't yeah. even, I barely even know what it is. They're like, yeah, well, the Empire died, and but kind of, and there's this new people, and it's like, well, where'd Just they get kidding. their resources? Eh, don't ask about that. And then it's like, oh, well, actually, it turns out Palpatine was there the whole time. Well, was he dead, or did he get resurrected? Uh, yes. We don't know. Also, mm-hmm. he had thousands of cultists on this planet, and they built this massive fleet. And uh, I was like, oh, well, where did they get the resources for that? Also unclear. It's like, why? Don't ask. Yeah, it just, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So yeah. Ray, Ray and, and Ben together really carry it. Um, yeah. So I thought, I, you know, I thought that was great. And if they want to share a kiss, you know, it's like, you want to kiss a mass murderer? You know, I've seen people fall for worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I uh, married you, so thanks. people make mistakes. <laughs> I think, um, I remember thinking in The Force Awakens that I didn't want to see been redeemed and right I, and he, he was more sure. or less yeah um and i thought i would care more but i think the way it was handled made it less i gave me it, it was still fairly predictable it was predictable as shit <laughs> dude i was sitting in the theater next to well, my girlfriend and like they they moved the camera over towards that chasm and i actually lifted my hand up in front of the screen in front of angela's face and made a gripping motion and then half a second later his hand comes up and then i leaned over and i was like okay he's gonna bring her back to life and then he's gonna die yeah I, no well okay i said yeah i said those things too but i meant um it was predictable from the force awakens but i actually wasn't sure Unfortunately, you cut out for like the last five or six words. Ah, crap. Yeah, I feel like that was important. Maybe. I've been looking at my mic. uh, Yeah, it's been going off. I've been worried that it's not picking up everything. It's missed a few words here and there, but the the context fills in the blanks and those people are dumb. But that one, I don't know what you were going to say. I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, (laughs) it it was predictable, but I think the way they handled it was... Uh, was okay in my book. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, yeah. it was not the most of my of my gripes. Um, right. Having said so, all that, like I still enjoyed the movie. I just yeah. Kind of. If you had to, I know we've only. Right. Yeah, it, it's hard to imagine what the trilogy could have been and what it turned into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which I don't. I don't actually know what it. Should Ben, but oh and neither did they that's the problem yeah they didn't know either so one thing that i wanted more of which i thought the last should have, should have brought i think i'm cutting out again am i uh just a little bit okay but... one of the things i wanted was the idea stormtroopers defecting we got that in finn right and nobody else did it ever right I-, I wanted finn to be like this legend uh stormtroopers were like oh you know, we don't have to play along. Sure. And then they finally did introduce that here with, what was her name? Jaina? I think it was Jaina, yeah. The definitely not Lando Calrissian's daughter. (laughs) Yeah. So, her bringing it up saying, oh yeah, we've affected a lot of it. Thank you. I would like more of this, but... Yeah, that was cool. It's also also a little late for that storyline. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's something that should have been developed in The Last Jedi and this kind of comes down to like... Yeah. this This is why I've am annoyed with Ryan Johnson. Like he's just yeah. like, eh, I'm going to make a movie. Well, it's in a sequence. I don't care. Yeah. Well, suck it. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, there's a lot that I think that could have played more into this trilogy and sad that it didn't. 
but overall, I think the hyperbole is really strong with this one. Um, I don't think it's the worst Star Wars out there. Oh, not by a long shot. Yeah, I think that's pretty ridiculous. Like, have these people seen seen Attack of the Clones? (laughs) Like, I'd almost just say, skip, like, if you wanted to do a chronological viewing order of Star Wars, I'd say watch The Phantom Menace, but only like the last 20 minutes of it. Yep. And then watch the Clone Wars TV show for children, because that is better than Attack mm-hmm. of the Clones. Yep. Right? I think this is probably about on par with Revenge of the Sith for me. Which is like, I enjoy it. Yeah. But it's it's flawed. Um, it's flawed. It had better acting than Revenge of the Sith. and it, I uh, agree with that. So, it, I... So yeah, back to like, if you had to put your Star Wars in, what'd you do? Um, well, bottom, bottom first. Bottom first. Okay, now, whatever. Yeah, go it's top. easier for me to go from the top. Um, probably yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Hold on, are we doing the episodes? Or are we including Rogue One and Solo? You know, uh, let's just include episode. Okay. Um. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, A New yep. Hope, The Force Unwake- Awakens. Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, uh, maybe maybe this one, followed by The Last Jedi, Phantom Menace, and Attack of the Clones at the very bottom. Yeah. Um, so it's like mid to bottom uh, for me. It's sometimes I think I I might put Force Awakens before A New Hope because it's just like a, a shinier, better version of it. That and I know it was made in '78 or yeah. I got you. I know what you're saying. It shows its age. I, it, it does. I, I'm not. I'm not even talking about the effects. Just the no, I, the I act. You. The dialogue is really cheesy. Yeah. And I I still love it. So I think right, I'm right. Third, third. But man, sometimes yeah. But Empire Strikes Back is your favorite, correct? Yeah, that is the correct answer. It is the correct answer, yeah. Yes. All other answers are wrong. One. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is very... Like, it, I Am Your Father is one of the most iconic things, and I know that's not the actual... For anyone who wants to correct me and be like, um, no, actually, he said, I am your... I get it. He never said Luke, whatever. But that's still one of the most well-known pieces of dialogue from In fiction. In culture. Not just pop culture, just fiction. Okay, yeah. I think more people know that shit than they know Shakespeare. Like it's well, yeah, because sure, people one are, is one is fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it is one of the most important lines in in you know fiction in history. Um, so I, I give it that. Yeah. So you yours is Empire and then Force Awakens. Empire, Force Awakens. Um, where are we? I only heard Empire and Force Awakens. Oh, am I cutting out? I mean, I think just once. Is my microphone just like steadily dying? I mean, longer we go, it started degrading at like forty, but we're <sighs> we're, we're at an hour and ten right now. Yo, that is a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, I mean, um, this movie just had so much to talk about. That was a lot, and we haven't so, even okay, covered yeah. all of it. No, there's too much to talk about. Why I'd not? say it was. So yeah, um, Empire Strikes Back, Force Awakens, New Hope, <sighs> probably Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yub yub. And then Revenge of the Sith, Last Jedi, 
and um, Rise of Skywalker kind of all tied for whatever place that. Yeah. And then Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Attack of the Clones is indeed the worst in the franchise. It's it's so bad. There's just nothing redeeming about it. They, uh, there's like one shot where the clone troopers are in like a, a, a dust storm. storm. That yeah. was cool, you know. And the seismic charges, which has some of the dopest sound oh, the sound effect when they're chasing yeah. not Boba Fett. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, uh, but other than that, I honestly never have a desire to watch. Yeah, that movie oh, is a strong oh, okay. skip. It. I will say. The one good thing about Attack of the Clones is the music. And that kind of goes with a lot of the prequels. Yeah, but Bill I mean, of Fates and Across the Stars, if it wasn't about the worst couple of history, um, yeah. those two pieces of music are fantastic. Yeah, did you know that The Phantom Menace is the most listened to soundtrack of Star Wars? I am, well, just one uh, song or like the entire soundtrack? I just saw the statistic for the soundtrack. But I mean, because I could see, I could see Duel of, of the Fates. Yeah, it's because of Duel of yeah. the Fates. Duel of the Fates is fantastic, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's where I mean. So fairly close to the bottom for both of us, but not the bottom. No, not the bottom, and by no means bad. I mean, it's I don't know. I might say it's bad. I'm, I'm on the, like it's entertaining. I enjoyed it. Like, and I saw it in IMAX. So even things oh, that like did bugged. You? Yeah, I mean. I had high hopes for this movie. It, I think it really paid off when Palpatine did the the whole giant lightning storm that appeared to destroy everything, but actually didn't really do much of anything. That moment in IMAX was awesome. That was yeah, dope. That was like sick. that's that's what I pay to go see movies for. I just wish the context had been better. Um, so I mean, it was it was entertaining, and I enjoyed it. But I I don't know that I could say it's a good movie. Like there's just so many things about it that are bad. But I, I mean, I also have a pretty high bar for what I consider to be a good movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we should probably leave it at that since we're so far in and, uh, you know, yeah. our, our four listeners are probably getting tired fatigued. by now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of our rambling nonsense. <laughs> well, uh, if, if, four read, if four listeners made it this far, thanks. Yeah, kudos to you, maybe, but also, like... Maybe get a life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing I said is I, I didn't I didn't want to get into because this is one thing that I do hate about Star Wars fandom right now is the vitriol. Like it is it's bad. It's like yeah, honestly it's some really of the bad. bitchiest fans on the planet, you know. And I think there's a double edged sword here because okay, it's great the Star Wars fans are so passionate. It's amazing that franchise this this much talk and fandom. Mm-hmm. It's cool that there are now three different trilogies. I think anybody can say, oh, I love the original the most. I love the new the most. I think some people are wrong if they say they love the prequels the most. But sure, they do, th- they do some, some things that... Fans have a lot to love with all these things. And now it's just like every Star Wars fan... Thinks they know exactly what Star Wars. Just insufferable bitches, a lot of them. Yeah, for, for, for the, probably myself included. I mean, yeah, but like even then, like I'm not like sending death threats to Ryan Johnson. I think he made a pretty good movie that didn't really fit well into the flow of everything. Um, and now he's just everybody hates him. Yeah, like and then and then there's stuff like the actress who plays Rose in the. Last, I 
I'm very glad that she, that, that or the character sidelined her. Not, yeah, I'm glad they sidelined her. But that's the stuff that just pisses me off about Star Wars fans. She had to delete her social media. <laughs> yeah. I don't like your harassed. character. I'm going to ruin your life. <laughs> yeah, just, that 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 sucks and i hate yeah. it yeah that, that was that was that was weird but yeah. anyway so we'll probably we'll probably call it yeah hopefully we didn't go too far into that territory um yeah. I, I don't think so i i mean there's i think there's a lot to nitpick we didn't so, do that so, so much there's a lot but yeah. there is good in the movie it is a mess but I mean, I do hope people find enjoyment. Like I was telling, Mike hasn't seen it yet, and I was like, you know, temper your expectations a little. But I think you can still enjoy it if you know. Like, a, it's gonna be rushed as hell. Yeah, a bit messy, but there's some fun in it. Like, yeah, just it's enjoyable. go to enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's it's enjoyable, and I mean, I I might see it again. I I'm done because there's it again. just so, yo. Well, I'll see you next week. Um, shh. It's an hour and sixteen minutes. I think we're safe. Um, I, he's I do, one of the four re, four listeners. <laughs> I do I do want to point out um, exactly like if if anybody thinks oh this must be what nitpicking sounds like I'm like no let me go into Star Wars nitpicking mode for a second. Um, yeah, I was annoyed that they said that the Sith homeworld was Exegol. It was Moraband, and before that, it was uh, Korriban. Before they removed it from canon and turned that into Star Wars Legends. So I'm a little confused as to why uh, the Sith homeworld was called Exegol when we all know full well that it was Moraband. <laughs> yeah. Well, See, we'll never we'll never do that. <laughs> I might have done that in the theater, but just just for a second, because <laughs> I wasn't mad about it, but I was just like, oh, I guess we changed it now. Okay, whatever. You know. Yeah. The well, it's, it's just like a general complaint about the inconsistencies of the franchise, as opposed to like actually being hung up on that detail. I understand why yeah. you would change something like that, because like I would say I would say that the general population has never even heard of Moraband, but also in in the uh, in the media that that has been talked about, people knew how to get there, so it wouldn't really fit into the plot line where you know they're on a secret world, you know. Yeah. But it it does just kind of like give me this general feel of like man, this is a mess, and there doesn't really seem to be any consistency among Star Wars movies anymore. Um, yeah, but I enjoyed it for what it is, and so I mean, I'm glad I saw it, and I'm glad they made it, and I yeah, hope, I hope they do better on the next time. But it's pretty fun. I get, let's let's end on that. Do you think the saga is actually No, you think they'll they'll have an episode ten? Yeah, really, dude. I'm like, maybe they should just leave it. No, in the name of money, they're going to make more <laughs> movies. <laughs> like. <laughs> I can't. I guarantee it. They they even what left. We, what was that? From? Oh, that was that was uh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. What was her name? See, I just Kate McKinnon. Yeah, she's hilarious. In the name of money. <laughs> um, yeah, they even left dangling plot threads like Lando meets Jaina at the very end. And like, where are you from? It's like I don't know. Maybe we should find out. And like that was they're gonna that go wasn't on, su- that wasn't they, supposed to come off as creepy as it did, right? No, but like. He Billy D. Williams can't say anything to anybody without, without them thinking he's trying to bone. That's yeah. just that's just his voice. You know, he could just be like, "I was hoping I could get a grilled cheese sandwich," and people would be like, "Whoa, buddy, slow it down." I'm in a committed relationship. You know, like that's just the way it goes with that guy. Yeah. No, that's her dad. Almost guaranteed. 
and they're going to explore that later. That set probably. off for a spinoff. Yeah, set like, spin-off. why would yeah. you throw that in at the end? Oh, yeah. before we stop, just one more thing. One more thing. Oh, there's gonna be one more thing. Hey, come on. Why would you why would you be like, hey, I need to tell you something? Hey, I need to tell you something. Hey, I need to tell you something. And then never tell the person that thing. Like, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Finn is like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. wait, I have to tell you I something. And then they ne- like, why even bring that shit up if you're not gonna resolve it? If it really is the end and you're not gonna do a more a- another Same. one, like, why? Because it's it's only it's it could be one of two things, right? Like either he loves her and he wanted to tell her, or he wanted to tell her that he was force sensitive, which was you know made very apparent. Maybe JJ just thought, well, I answered that question in the movie because I showed at the end he yeah. could feel when things were happening. Clearly, he's force sensitive, but like just because he had that secret doesn't mean that there were no other secrets he wanted to tell. So, you know, annoying. Yeah. But again, yeah. not important. Why not say it? Hey. Sure. That was yeah, my last that was thing. kind of odd. That was my last thing, and I'm ready to cut it off. All right. <laughs> well, oh, I think there was one more thing I was going to say. Now I can't Well, then it's gone forever. It's gone. Did you Excuse shut me. it off? Uh, no, but I'm going to. Uh, yeah, that was done. fun. Yeah. We'll talk about another uh, one later. Yeah, we'll do... What's our next movie? I don't know, but uh, I'm, I'm good to stop. Uh, this sure. is the, the first very good podcast. Bye. Bye.